Welcome to How We Grow, an essential playbook to grow and scale your vacation rental business with advice and insights from the best in the biz with your host, Linnell Gordon. Welcome to How We Grow, the vacation rental show. I am very excited today to have Dennis Hotep with us. He is a serial entrepreneur. He is the founder and CEO of Cassiola Vacation Homes. He's also the founder of a company called Gestor. They actually work in rental investing. He has been honored with several awards recently, including the VRMA Excellence Award for the Best Marketing Campaign. So I know we're going to be talking about that. And the Shorts Award for the Best Leisure Company in 2023. There's a lot. Dennis, you truly are an entrepreneur. 18 when you started your first company, right? Yeah, and that's because I couldn't start uh, before that age. That's the official age in Belgium that you could start your first company. Wow, that's amazing. So I want you to tell me a little bit about your background because I think you and I share something in common. I too came from the IT industry and I was a programmer. So tell me about your background. Yeah, so I did uh, study IT before I started um, my uh, bachelor in marketing and advertising. So I did study IT. I did develop several applications as a student, but I haven't done it in 30 years. But I think all that knowledge on how it works and, and the logic behind the coding really helps me up until today to judge if there's something that we could improve or how we should structure certain things that we build. So yeah, definitely happy that I have that background. I'd like for you to share about that because two years ago, you guys also won a logo competition to rebrand the Florida VRMA to the Florida Alliance for Vacation Rentals. And I think that you're well-educated and you know a lot about marketing. So tell us the top things that property managers can do to help them grow when it comes to marketing. Dennis, what would you suggest? Yeah, so there's two things. You have uh, branding on one side and then there's marketing. And I usually split them up because branding for me is like free advertising. Although, of course, it's not entirely free. You have to invest in, in a logo and, and shirts and things like that. But this is for me one of the low-hanging fruits where a lot of startup entrepreneurs and also vacation rental managers could improve a lot. First of all, it starts with standing out. When we started uh, Gaziola, I did some market research here in Orlando. And what I did is I looked up all the vacation rental management companies I could find in the area. And I took their logos from their website and put them all on one big sheet just to see what the markets looked like. And all those logos, they had like yellow and green and blue, the classic palm tree and home vacation rental management logos. And I thought like, yeah, they all look so similar. They all look the same. Nothing really stands out. So I thought, okay, if we got to start a vacation rental management company, I'm going to pick the exact opposite color of uh, everything <laughs> that's already out there. And that's why we came to this color, which is magenta. A lot of people call it pink and, and that's fine. It's not because it's my favorite color, although now it's becoming my favorite color because it's so well, you strong. wear it a lot, of course. But it is exactly the opposite of what everybody else has. And I think that is something that is important. Don't do what everybody else is doing because it's going to be hard to stand out. Another thing that I see that a lot of managers make a mistake on, they start out very small. 
and their name already limits them to a certain area. I see businesses calling their business the name of the area that they operate in. If you're in a small town and you call your business with the name of that small town, you already limit yourself from the beginning to that area. Of course, it may have benefits for SEO and for certain searches. But when we looked for a name, Casiola, it doesn't mean really anything. But I was looking for, first of all, a .com domain name that was still available for purchase. It's very hard to get a short .com domain name that still makes sense. Secondly, I really wanted something that you could pronounce in different languages, not just English. I myself am from Europe, so I thought, hey, maybe we want to branch out to Europe and I want people to pronounce and understand what Casiola means in that, that area too. Keep it short, keep it simple, pick a color that stands out. That's a really great way to establish your brand. Let's talk about the market that you're in. You're in a very competitive market. I mean, you're in one of the most competitive markets in the world. And how do you stand out in that market as a brand, especially since when people go to Orlando looking for vacation rentals? And they go to the website and they type in Orlando Vacation Rentals. What do you do marketing-wise to show up there? You compete with Disney, for goodness sakes. Not just Disney, yes. but also SeaWorld <laughs> and Legoland and, and Universal. And on top of that, every major hotel brand in the world has not one, but multiple properties and resorts here. In Orlando, we really depend for 90% on OTAs. For us, that is the main source of bookings. Okay. Yeah, a little bit different than most other property management companies. I know there's a whole movement like, hey, direct bookings and OTA bookings are bad and direct bookings are good. Well, for us, it's actually not. It costs me more to get a direct booking than to get an OTA booking. It doesn't make sense anymore. And we worked with all the companies out there in the industry. They all make proposals and we all came to the same conclusion. Let's talk about OTA booking. Let's talk about how to be the best at that, because obviously you've conquered that. You say you only have a couple of hundred, but oh my goodness, a lot of people certainly look at that and say, boy, I wish I had a couple of hundred, especially since you're doing it through OTAs. Tell me, who do you use for your OTA stuff? We started with Booking.com actually back in the days. Let's back up a little bit more. So I did acquire a couple of existing uh, units uh, when we started in Orlando. It was a portfolio of 20 units and they were visible on a couple of listing sites. Back in the day, you had a lot of subscriptions when yes. you paid a fixed fee for, and then you would be a year on the website, but all the communication yes. with the guest and the manager would go direct. So... When I started analyzing the channel mix, I realized that most of the bookings were coming from Booking.com and we were paying a lot of money for all those subscriptions. And I saw that most of those websites did not generate any bookings. So what I decided, I just scrapped all those subscriptions and I started focusing on Booking.com. And we really mastered that channel because I think a mistake that a lot of people make is like, hey, I have a PMS and they have a channel manager or I have a separate channel manager. And I just push my properties to all the channels and bookings will start coming in. And that's completely not true. Every channel is so different. Booking.com is a completely different audience than Airbnb, than Verbo, and than any of the other channels. So... It is really important, I think, that you get to master each and every channel and also handle them differently. First few years, every listing on every OTA site was built manually. I remember. 
And you could push them already. So it was our own choice to do that. But on Airbnb, you had different photo orders than on booking.com. The title description, you had other options there. The amenities, it was not all as well connected as it is today. So we really crafted the listing in each OTA and it will be different main photos and different titles in each uh, OTA because we knew, hey, the demographic on this channel is more looking for these kind of stays or for different kind of amenities. And, and how did you know that? Trial and error. So we did so many A-B tests. An A-B test is trying two different versions of something. For example, a photo. What converts the best? Is it a photo of the pool area? of the game room or a bedroom. So originally the research that I did from hotels is, hey, you have to show your bedroom as the main photo. So we did that or photos from the living room was usually the main photo. And now we started testing properties where we put the pool photo first or a game room photo first. And we saw what difference in, in traffic that made, how many people would click on those listings. And then if we saw that one or the other had a much better click-through rate, we would update a lot more listings and use the pool photos as the main picture. And you do that over and over and over again. You constantly keep making small changes and you see which of those changes has a positive effect. And then you update that on all your listings and you move on now to the next thing. And there's so many items that you can test. It's not just photos and descriptions, but cancellation policies, for example, is a very important one. And since we're talking about OTAs, I don't think a lot of vacation rental managers realize how important the cancellation policies are. It really affects your ranking immensely. And I think since COVID, it's even more important than ever. It affects your ranking where? On the OTAs? On the OTAs. So what we did, and we actually found out by mistake. So we did a big upgrade in our channel manager. And on Airbnb, we changed, not intentionally, but it just happened with all the changes. We didn't notice it. All our cancellation policies went from flexible to strict. And... Yeah, our bookings and views and inquiries, they just tanked in the next few weeks. And we didn't know what was going on. We, we thought, hey, what's going on? The same listings, same reviews, same photos. Why are we not getting as many inquiries anymore and bookings as before? And we have frequent meetings set up with all the big OTAs. And it turned out it was the cancellation policy that got changed. The more flexible you are in your cancellation policies, the more likely it is that you're going to get a booking. So we switched them back to what it was uh, before and almost instantly we saw our traffic going up again. So those things are really important and it's not one size fits all. Some OTAs are more sensitive uh, than others for those cancellation policies, but you should really try and, and see what the results are with a good sample of your properties. If you have 50 homes, just try 25 homes on one cancellation policy and 25 on the other. Wait for a month and then look at the number of views and number of bookings, the conversion, and then see which has the best results. How We Grow has partnered with Rental Guardian to bring the vacation rentals market custom protection products built for the needs of the vacation rental industry. Enjoy complete protection for both your travelers and your owners via the industry's leading travel, damage, and liability protection products. Learn more about the travel tech industry's most advanced travel and damage protection platform and API at rentalguardian.com. It sounds like everyone on an OTA needs to cancel for any reason. 
that Rental Guardian offers that you can literally cancel for any reason. Sounds like they would get better bookings that way. The same with the minimum length of stay. If you have a five-night minimum or a one-night minimum, what we actually realized is if we bring that down to, for example, one night minimum, we actually don't get a lot of one night stays anyway. So everybody's afraid like, oh, we're going to get those one night bookings and yeah. it's going to block my whole Leave weekend. Leave holes. Yeah. Yeah. But so we opened it up and we don't do it in the far future. So we limit it. We only allow one night stays closer to the arrival date. How close? five days so it is within that week but actually it shows the OTAs like hey the minimum stay for this property is up to one night again that gets you a little bit of a higher ranking than on properties that have a two or three night minimum stay so all those little things really help. I gotta tell you that is golden information now let me ask you this do you think it's different for someone who is in Park City Utah on the OTAs than it is for you where you are. Do you think they actually look at your area and say, in this area, here is what we're going to do. But in this other area, we're going to do something different. Or do you think that it's across the board for, say, Booking.com or Airbnb? They have certain things in certain areas that they do a certain way. Or do you think it's just overall? No, no, no. So a lot of the findings and learnings that we did in Orlando also apply for other markets. Every market is different. So for example, the booking window in Aruba is much, much larger than it is in, in Orlando and Miami. The average booking window is 10 days. So you don't really have to make a lot of changes for bookings for in the future because it's not going to make a difference anyway. What we also see, for example, in Miami is a lot of people are taking a red eye from the West Coast. So they arrive right. very, very early in the morning and they usually have flight back uh, very late in, in the evening. So what we've done there is we offered early check-ins and late checkouts at much more affordable rates than we do, for example, in Aruba. While in Aruba, people fly in during the day. If the home is available, we offer an early check-in. But we know they're probably going to pay that anyway because they're not booking based on when their flight arrives. They just want a nice home and they probably already have their flights. So if they're early and they're with the whole family and their groceries, they're probably going to pay for that early check-in anyway because it makes it a lot easier for them to start their vacation. But in Miami, that can really mean the difference between getting the booking or not getting the booking. So that's something that you look at in different markets. What kind of tricks of the trade do you have for property managers listening who want to list? There are areas that don't list on OTAs. What would you suggest for someone who's just starting to list on OTAs? What would you suggest? First of all, I would try all the big ones out there. There's a lot of OTAs that we tried over the years that did not work out at all. But at least we know now that they're not working out. But then there's a few times that we really were able to ride the wave of that OTA to grow our business. And I think the best example is Airbnb. When we started in 2014, Airbnb was not a thing, but we were one of the a handful of property managers in the beginning that were on Airbnb. And by the time everybody else started, we already had hundreds and hundreds or thousands, I, I should say, reviews on there. We knew exactly how the channel worked. We had everything up and down and everybody else was still trying to figure it out. So 
We had a couple of those OTAs. Marriott is another example. We were very early on with Marriott. In the beginning months, we got hundreds of bookings through them. Now we see that it's a lot lower because they have added so many property managers. And I know a lot of property managers are now saying, oh, it doesn't generate a lot of bookings. But that's also maybe because it's a little bit saturated right now. So try new things, spend a little bit of time to learn how to use them and have frequent meetings with your account managers if you have an account manager because they can really help you and a great example is, is Booking.com. They have gone up and down over the years, but recently, I think last year, they launched their booking payment system. And that has been a game changer for us working with them. They went from during the pandemic, a very small market share to our number one channel right now since they made those changes and improvements. And I know Booking.com's main focus is U.S. since this year and I think last year. So they're investing a lot of money in getting market share with travelers in the U.S. So if you can ride that wave, it's really going to benefit you. If you're not on Booking.com, you're missing out because they're competing against Expedia and, and Airbnb. So they're taking market share away from the other big guys. But if you're not on Booking.com, you're not going to benefit from what they're doing. So what's the easiest way to distribute? What software do you use that automatically distributes to Booking.com that you love? That is still a pain point, in all honesty. You would think that it would be as simple as, hey, you build your listing, your PMS, and you turn on a switch and the listing goes perfectly to all the channels and everything works the way it should be. That's not the case. So we use a PMS that has direct connection with a couple of the main uh, channels. So we use that to distribute to Verbal with Airbnb. But now we also have two independent challenges. So we use Paul and Rentals United. And who's your PMS? Our PMS is Track. Okay. Yeah. So the reason why we have those additional channel managers is one, because the PMSs usually focus on the main channels and there's always a couple of niche channels that you cannot reach through them. But on the other hand, there's also these exclusivity deals that have come into the market. And at Marriott there was an example as the first one, they had an exclusive deal for a year with BookingPal. So the only way to get on, on Marriott was uh, using uh, BookingPal. And I'm really glad we were able to get in from the beginning because if we had waited it out, probably would have not been as effective as it was for us. So for those bigger and main new channels that pop up once in a while, we want to be able to connect to them. And that's why we have uh, multiple channels. Yeah, I know a lot of people do have multiple channel managers. I was working with a client consulting the last two weeks and their non-negotiable was Marriott. We have to have it. So, you know, and I have friends in the same situation that you are where they don't do direct bookings. They only do the channels because that's what works for them. I think it's a business model as much as it is anything else, because I know people in the same market that they're in that only do direct bookings. And I'm like, okay, you know, I guess it's just how you set up your business model. I'm always fascinated with people like yourself, Dennis, who can literally make it a science. It's not just a make it an art as much as it is a science. So you're bringing your marketing in. How do you market on those channels uniquely given your background? What do you do different that makes you stand out on those? Marketing on the channels itself, that's a good uh, question because I think that's also something really misunderstood by a lot of vacation rental managers. So oh. if you have your properties on a channel and you want more bookings, 
what the most people do, they're going to lower their rates, right? Now, lowering the rates in our revenue management software is the very last thing that we do. We have a whole checklist of things that we want to try before we lower the base rates in our revenue management software. Absolutely. First of all, it starts with the photos, descriptions, everything that we covered a little bit, making sure that everything is really optimized for the channels. Also, always look at reviews if you have a couple of less favorable uh, reviews that can really impact uh, your performance. But that can only be on one channel, so it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to lower your rates across the board on all channels. Maybe you just have to do a special promotion on a certain channel, and that's the next step. If you have promotions on the channel itself, use those because they always create extra visibility, a higher ranking. So instead of lowering your rates in your channel, in your revenue management software with 10%, it's better that you go into Airbnb and add a custom promotion of 10% in there. And then you go to booking.com and you do the same thing. You build a promotion out there of 10%. Because for those channels, they're going to add like, yeah, extra merchandising, like a tax nice. or, or flags right next to your property. It may be nice. in email communication in banners. So do whatever you can in the channel. Again, it's more work. It's more labor intensive to do that because it's easy just lowering the price. But if you have to do that on five, six uh, different channels, it's a lot more work. But the results are going to be much, much better. I have really been interested in this, so I've obviously gone out of my scope on the things I normally ask, so I need to ask you, tell me your favorite renter story or your favorite owner story. I got a call one night from a guest. Um, We were still a small uh, company, so I was on call uh, 24-7, and I got a call at like around midnight from a guest saying like, oh yeah, I'm locked out, I need someone to stop by with the key. And I said, okay, no worries, I will be there. I was living very close in the same resort. So I I told him I will be there in like 10 minutes and I will open the door for you. So I went to the units. I didn't see anyone outside the building. Opened the door, no one was inside. So I called him back at the same number and he said, yeah, I'm hiding here behind you in the bushes. What? And I was thinking like, yeah, why? I'm, I'm here, I can't let you in. And he said, yeah. But I left my clothes inside, so he was naked. He went to the balcony to have a beer. He drank his beer, but he locked the door behind him. So he he jumped over the balcony, was hiding in the bushes, was afraid to come out when I was there. So I said, okay, no worries. I will leave the door open for you. I stuck something in and I will leave. Everybody's gone. You can run inside and you're good to go. So it's these kind of stories that you can just not come up uh, with yourself. Yeah, no, if he'd been on the 10th floor, that would have been a different story. That would have been a different story for sure. Yeah, that one you can't make up. Well, I really appreciate your time. I've taken a lot of it. I'm really grateful for your information on OTAs and on marketing. If there are people that have questions about OTAs, and would you mind if they called you or if they emailed you with questions? No, absolutely. Uh, Always happy to share that knowledge. I think as an industry, we have to work together. 
it's it's not so much about big trade secrets. It's about execution. It's a lot easier said than done. You still have to do it. So I'm more than happy to share certain things. How would they reach you, Dennis? What's the best way for them to reach you? I have a LinkedIn profile, so you can easily look up my name, Dennis Goodheit, and I'm with Cassiola. And I'm sure you can add my email address also somewhere in the description of the video. So always free to reach out. So Dennis's last name, guys, is spelled G-O-E-D-H-E-I-D. And you can find him very easily online. Dennis, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and talking with me and helping other people to grow their business in different ways that we don't always think about what you've said about the channels. I mean, some of those things I didn't know, and I'm really surprised to hear. I love the fact that you said, hey, you know, it doesn't kill us to do the one-day rentals because we are trying to do, oh, let's just do at least five-day rentals because, you know, that will improve rankings. So if you have questions, guys, please reach out. Well, thanks again and reach out to Dennis. He knows a lot about OTAs and he has made an incredible business out of it. If you're interested in doing franchising, he's also available to talk to there. Thanks, Dennis. I hope you have a great day and I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. It was great talking to you. Hey, guys, I just wanted to let you know when Dennis talked with me in the podcast. I mean, his insights were remarkable, especially about third-party providers. And I felt like I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that there are options to make it easy for you to do the third parties. And I just wanted to tell you a couple. I'm just telling you ones I'm familiar with. Blue Tent has a product called Boost, Blue Tent Marketing. And you can talk to them. They have this product called Boost, and it is a great third-party integrator for you that works with your PMS. They all, I mean, they integrate with all the important distributors. I mean, even down to people like Marriott. So they're a really good resource for you. And don't forget, if you're with one of the PMSs that Inhabit has, anybody can help you find an easy way to manage your third-party distribution. All of us. Streamline has an amazing integration that's very easy with all the large uh, third-party distributors. So if you have any questions and want to find someone to help you in your business to do what Dennis is talking about, reach out to me, reach out to Dennis. We can point you in the direction of someone that can actually help you to make this an integral, easy part of your business. Making it easy is important. Okay, guys, thanks. This episode of How We Grow is brought to you by Rental Guardian. To find out more about how Rental Guardian can help grow your vacation rental business, visit rentalguardian.com. Make sure to search for How We Grow in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found and hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. On behalf of the team here at Inhabit, thanks for listening.